Hello and welcome back to the Dante in a Year podcast. My name is Danny Fitzpatrick, and today we're continuing our journey with Dante's Purgatorio, Canto 7. After the sweet and honorable welcome was repeated three and four times, Sordello raised himself, asking, You, who are you? Before the souls worthy to ascend to God could be turned toward this mountain, my bones were buried by Octavian. I am Virgil, and for no other fault did I lose heaven than for not having faith. Thus my leader then responded, As he who suddenly sees a thing before him which causes him to marvel, so that he believes and does not, saying, It is, it is not, so seemed that other. And then he inclined his brows, and humbly turned back toward him, and spread his arms, and bowed to grasp him. O glory of the Latin people, he said, through whom our tongue has shown what it can do. O eternal worth of the place where I was, what merit or what grace shows you to me? If I am worthy to hear your words, say if you come from the inferno, and from which cloister, Through all the circles of the sorrowing kingdom, he responded, I have come here. Heavenly power moved me, and through it I came. Not for doing, but for not doing, did I lose the sight of the high sun that you desire, and that I understood too late. Down there is a place not saddened with suffering, but only with shadows, where their laments sound not as shrieks, but as sighs. There I stay with the little innocents, snapped up in the jaws of death before the oil had wiped them of human fault. There I stay with those who weren't dressed in the three holy virtues, though without vice they understood the others and followed them all. But if you know and you can, indicate a way that we might come most swiftly there where purgatory has its proper entrance. He responded, We are put in no certain place. It's permitted me to go upward and around, so for as far as I can I'll accompany you as guide. But you see now how the day declines, and to go above by night is not allowed, but it's good to consider a fitting encampment. There are souls set off to the right. Should you consent, I'll take you to them, and you'll not come to know them without delight. How is that? came the response. The one who willed to ascend by night, would he be impeded by another, or would he not have the power to rise? And the good Sordello ran his finger on the earth, saying, You see, you couldn't cross this line alone once the sun's departed. But nothing other troubles the attempt to rise than the tenebrous night itself, which ensnares the will with impotence. Well might one turn down again, and take a wandering passage around the slope, while the horizon held the day closed. And then my lord, as though amazed, said, Lead us then, there where you say we might delight in delaying. We'd gone along a bit from there, when it occurred to me that this mount was hollowed in the way the valleys hollow ours. We will go there, said that shade, where the slope makes a lap of itself, and there we will await the new day. Between the steep and the plain was a sloping path that conducted us along the hollow's flank, where the rim falls more without than in the midst. Gold and finest argent, cochineal and white, indigo, lucid and shimmering lignite, fresh emerald in the hour it split, 
to the grass and to the flowers placed within that glade, would each be spent of its color, as the less is spent before the more. Not only had nature painted there, but the softness of a thousand fragrances was there made one unknown and indistinct. I saw the souls seated singing, Salve Regina, upon the verdure among the flowers, souls who can't be seen outside that valley. Before the bit of sun remaining nestles down, commenced the Mantuan who turned us there. Wish not that I guide you among them. From this bank you'll better recognize the faces and acts in all of them, than gathered among them in the plain below. The one who sits highest and bears the semblance of having neglected that he ought have done, and whose mouth won't move to the other's songs, was Emperor Rudolph, who could have healed the wounds that murdered Italy, so that it's late for others to recreate her. The other who comforts him in his looks reigned in the land where that water's born the Moldau bears into the Elbe and flows into the sea. Ottokar was his name, and in his swaddling he was worth more than Wenceslas, his bearded son, who pastures on luxury and laziness. And that small-nosed one steeped in counsel with him, who bears so benign a countenance, died fleeing and deflowering the lily. See there how he beats his breast. You see the other who has bedded his cheek upon his palm, sighing. They are father and father-in-law of the evil of France. They know his vicious, filthy life, and so comes the sorrow that lances them. That one who seems so vigorous, and who accords in singing with him of the manly nose, was cinctured with the cord of every valor. And if the young one seated behind him had remained after him as king, well would his worth have gone from vessel to vessel, which none is able to say of the other heirs. James and Frederick have their reigns. No one possesses the better inheritance. Rare occasions man's uprightness rises again among the limbs, and this is willed by him who gives it, for it must be claimed of him. And still my words touched the nosed one no less than the other, Peter, who sings with him, whence Apulia and Provence now sorrow. As much as the plant is less than its seed, more still may Constance vaunt her husband than Beatrice and Margaret theirs. See the king of simple life who sits there alone, Henry of England. These limbs of his have issued better. That lowest one among them, upon the earth looking upwards, is William the Marquis, for whom both Alessandria and its war cause Monferrato and Canavese to cry. Thanks for joining me for another episode of the Dante in a Year podcast. See you next time for Dante's Purgatorio, Canto 8.